The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning. Welcome to Mentoring with Larry Sternberg, a show devoted to learning more about mentoring relationships. My guest today is Mr. Horst Schultze, one of the most famous hoteliers in the world. Currently, Mr. Schultze is chairman of Capella Hotel Group, and previously in his career, he's received many accolades and recognitions, and I'm going to mention just a few of them. He's been recognized as Corporate Hotelier of the World. He's been awarded the Ishikawa Medal for his personal contributions to total quality management. And in 1999, Johnson & Wales University awarded him an honorary doctorate. By the time Mr. Schultze left the Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company, he had built it from a single hotel to a $2 billion operation. I think it's fair to say that Mr. Schultze is the most highly regarded hotelier in the world today, and it is an honor to have him as a guest on the show. Mr. Schultze, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here with you. I've known Horst Schultze for many years, but we've never actually had the kind of conversation that we're going to have today. And so, Horst, I'd like to hear about some of your mentors. Who would you like to talk about first? Well, you know, the, the word mentor, it's, it's, uh, I, it could be that uh, in a way, when I heard the word mentor, I think there's somebody who takes you on the, their wings and concentrates on it. And, uh, but at the same time, mentoring is, if somebody's a good example, and uh, guides you in, in many areas, and uh, so in, in that respect, that type of mentor, the, the one that I have to think most of, and had, a, had the most impact on me, and I guess you could call it mentoring, is uh, my first mentor D. I, I, when I worked as a busboy when I was 14. In and fact, where was this? That was in a, in, a, in a spa hotel in Germany. I had left my hometown village where, and, and now lived in a hotel, uh, lived with a few others in a room, and worked as a busboy there. And the melody had great impact uh, for my whole life uh, because he was an, was an exceptional example. He, 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 he created... Uh, he came to work not... To work, I, you could tell that he came to work to be excellent. So the examples that he's, he set impact my, my life, so you could say he was a mentor. And similar, uh, uh, similar, maybe not to that extent, but others that were ongoing, uh, impacting and great examples, that you examples that you were that you were very clear that you wanted to copy. Uh, I met, I run into during my life in working hotels and also in a private way. So there, there were really many mentors. I could, I wouldn't say that there was one of them that said, "All right, uh, I will watch over you. I will guide you." Not directly, no. That was that didn't really. I can't remember that it really existed. But but people that nevertheless said, took me under their wings a little bit and said, "Come here. You should have been a little bit different there. You should have worked a little bit different here." On there, and I, I regard them all as mentors. Let's talk a little bit about this maitre d. How long did you work 
directly report. I was, yeah, it was it was actually a situation where I was an apprentice uh, busboy, uh, and I worked there for three years for him. Uh, well, from four, I was fourteen till I was eight, uh, nearly eighteen. Um, it it was uh, um, at the same time I went to hotel school once a week, and. Um, uh, it was just learning the hotel business, but the, the, by far the majority of my working time in the hotel. And at that time, mind you, we didn't, uh, we, nobody knew what an eight-hour day is at the time. It was twelve hours and so on. So you worked a long time for the gentleman who, who was an exception, who not only relative to to the the metier to the work itself, but to life. Uh, I, I I I coined the phrase which was the, became the motto of Ritz Carlton around him. Uh, we are ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. Simply because it was very clear when he worked in a dining room, in a dining room where I was told. We, by my parents at the time, we could never go there. This is only for very important people. But when he, when watching him work, it became very clear there was a reversal here. He was seen by the employees clearly, but also by the guests as the most important person in the room. And seeing that, I realized if you're excellent in what you're doing, you will gain the respect no matter what it is you're doing, if you create excellence rather than just doing it. And that's what this man was all about. And then, of course, having that impact as a very young man, 14, 15, 16 years old, so you, you, you truly, it impacts you, and truly that is a mentorship that's probably more important than anything else. And because I know you for so many years, I know that this theme of creating excellence has been a central theme in your professional life that you've conveyed to literally thousands of employees. So it's clear to me that that teaching has stuck with you. In addition yeah, and then I hope I hope I passed it on to some people, and that's of course yeah, I hope I was that type of a mentor to others. That type of mentor was somebody said, "Gee, no matter what you say, if you if you put excellence into it, it doesn't take more hours. It doesn't really take more effort. It just simply takes the decision. What I'm doing, I'm doing excellently. I'm not slipshod. I'm not late to work. I'm not leaving early. I don't." Uh, face out outside and and so on. I'm 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 there to be excellent, and hopefully, if that could be passed on, uh, then you really served those that work with you. Then you, in my opinion, you were a true mentor uh, because it it relates not only to work; it relates to life. So it's how you conduct yourself as a person. Yeah. Yes. Did he articulate any specific expectations for you and the rest of the staff when it came to excellence? Did he speak about it? He, well, he, he was not only, of course, he was teaching the, the work, the, 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 the profession itself. If that was about wine, about food, about service, what goes here, what goes there, that was, he, was the, he was the key teacher in his role. But uh, uh, clearly he... He explained uh, what it means to have a career, to uh, at the time, and, uh, in, which was would not be seen as very good. In fact, today, saying uh, work work a season here, work a season there, work three months in, in in Switzerland for the summer season, go on for the winter season somewhere else. So you in each hotel you learn. It taught us the issue of learning, how you learn to always stay in in class organization. And that type of teaching clearly he gave us as a group. I mean, it wasn't the only uh, busboy there, obviously. So that type of teaching, and of, and of course he expected if we would have walked into the dining room with, with dirty shoes, or for that matter, for dirty fingernails, that would have been unacceptable. I mean, we, we had to line up, stand in line every day, and he inspected us. So all that was 
for the for a very young person uh, annoying and maybe nearly insulting <laughs> sometimes, but that's what it was. And but then, of course, in retrospect, uh, he established discipline and all the the right habits to to work in a first class place or to to work for an organization. I'm curious. Did you ever go back to talk to him? At any point in your career after that? Yes, but not uh, not uh, after I had reached certain successes. He was an old gentleman when I worked there. He was in the seventies and uh, had uh, had passed on in the meantime when uh, when my successes happened. But uh, I I went back after working a season uh, in in Switzerland. After working in France for a while and so on, I went back and to just visit. Uh, and, and always, uh, always he done admonished, uh, keep on learning, keep on working the best hotels. And, and for example, he, <clears throat> it was very normal as a waiter. Then by that time I was a young waiter, I could have worked in a restaurant and make good money. See, so always admonished, don't look for the money, look for uh, establishing your career, work for the best hotels, learn. And he kept on doing that, making those kind of comments. Yes. Uh, great impact in my life, uh, no, no question about it. And, and, and it, it, it was it, it was amazing to see how leading people uh, were truly honored when he came to the table. And he went to one table and he speaks French, and the other one he speaks another language. He speaks German, so he explains food, wine, and he was highly respected. And he would have never, and when he, when he walked into the room, he knew where, into the restaurant, you knew he was there. You could feel it, you could sense it. And he had a presence of, or in, in that profession because simply, and, and of course, of course, at the time I started to identify that. In fact, I wrote an essay about him when I was 15 in, in hotel school, and I, I named, that, named that essay, We Are Ladies and Gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen, uh, because it, 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 it became clear if I am excellent serving, or no matter what I'm doing, I'm a gentleman too, or a lady, or whatever. Uh, and, and if I'm not, I am a servant. I'm just a servant. But if I lift myself up to excellence, then I clearly am a, uh, I'm a professional, I'm a gentleman in my profession. And that had the greatest impact to those things in my life. And as, as you may know, I, I made out the motto, ladies and gentlemen, serving ladies and gentlemen of Ritz-Carlton, when we formed Ritz-Carlton. And it became literally in our industry world famous, the, the motto. And it all yes. goes back to this mentor, if you will. This mentor had an impact not only on you and the other people who worked in that dining room, but you passed on his wisdom to literally thousands of people in Ritz-Carlton. And I assume you're still passing it on, even though yeah, it might yeah. not be the official motto of yeah. your current organization. Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. Where? That, that, that shows you, that, you know, Larry, if you think about it, how important it is to take... To be a teacher and not just a, a, a controlling manager in, your, in whatever business you are, because it goes on. You're, you're serving so many, uh, and that is the case with me about this matter. How many did he, unknowing to him, serve uh, over the years because he was, he pit, he, he was a teacher, he paid attention to us, he tried to give us something uh, for our lives, and that's a, what a mentor does. I find it interesting as well that he encouraged you to work in a lot of different places. Yeah. To me, what that says is he also had some humility. He realized he didn't know everything. And that oh, yeah, in order yeah. to really advance in your career, you are going to have to go beyond him. Yeah, well, yeah, that was, uh, he really, truly urged us, uh, uh, as young people, to do that. 
and keep on learning because there are nuances of new learning in every place where you're going to go, and that's what you have to do once you finish. Uh, mind you, uh, the, the apprenticeship or, that I went through with is a typical German apprenticeship. Uh, you either with 14 drop out, you know, there you are, I'm a drop out of elementary school, <laughs> not high school. How do you drop out? <laughs> Uh, and go and, and take a learn a profession together with uh, part-time uh, theoretical schooling, of course, or you go on to high school and, and college and so on. Uh, I took the because I had this uh, great desire to work in the hotel business. I begged my parents uh, when I was since I was 11 years old. They were nearly embarrassed. They wanted me to go on and go and study and so on. And, and they finally let me go to the hotel business. Uh, which which I had great desire to do, and I could just, I don't even know why, when I came from a village where there was no hotel, I had never been in a hotel, um, I must have read something. So, uh, but it was because of him, I believe, that there actually was a, became a higher thinking about my profession rather than just serving and being around food, which I wanted to be and, and, and learn how to cook and so on. Uh, it became something higher. Be- became an, uh, if you will, the way I see it, it became a global art because uh, it was at the time already uh, the, we had an international clientele and it was quite global, and of course, my business is a very global business. We are going to take a few minutes and take a brief break. So, ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned, and we'll come back in a few minutes with my guest, Mr. Horst Schulze. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When people are making a significant impact, they're engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you, you get results. Results matter, and people drive results. But how do you recognize those people? At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at www.talentplus.com. Talent Plus, where science meets talent, where people drive results. Recognized as one of Fortune Magazine's Great Place to Work and ranked number two by 2015 Leadership 500 Awards for Exceptional Leadership Development Programming, Talent Plus offers two back-to-back events to help you and your organization build engagement and revitalize your culture. Wednesday, October 5th, Get Plussed. Thursday, October 6th, Leadership Toolbox. Equip your leaders with tools to instantly engage employees and their teams. Space is limited. Register today by visiting www.talentplus.com slash events or call 1-800-VARSITY. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. 
Squad. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Mentoring with Larry Sternberg. I'm here with my guest, world-famous hotelier, Mr. Horst Schultze. Welcome back, Mr. Schultze. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We've talked okay. about your very first job and your very first mentor, if you will, somebody who, who held out a great example and had a major impact on your entire life. Where did you go in your career next? Well, from there, of course, as I kind of touched on, I worked in Switzerland for a season, went and worked for a year on a holiday airline ship on ships, going to Europe, North America, and the Caribbean. And after that, I worked in, again in Switzerland for a season, and then for a couple of years in France. After that, in what? England, and finally ended up in 1964 in the U.S. During that period of time. For a year. I'm still here. Yes. During that period of time, did did you encounter anybody who had a similar kind of impact on your growth and development? Yeah, a number of people. Uh, You know, not not that extreme because I'm also not... uh, uh, Becoming older, you're also not quite receptive. You're not adapting quite as deeply what you learn, but you you still learn. But I have clearly people that impacted me. Some of them impacted their professionalism. Uh, Some of them, their leadership style. And uh, you you kind of, you, you still kind of have... Uh, if you if you will role models and and mentors and that's of course uh, quite a, to me always a very concerning thing who are the role models who are the mentors of today generally uh, what what I run into uh, I, when for example when I was already a general manager vice president I I worked and Pat Foley and higher who you have also encountered I believe certainly yes. was a a leader in a totally different style. Uh, a leader that was uh, involved was uh, was fun, and and uh, before that I worked uh, with uh, uh, with Colgate Homes in the hotel business. Again, a leader, but a totally different style, with uh, with a different uh, elegance and, and excellence, rather than a relaxed, loose style that Foley had. But all of them you could learn. The thing that, that we have to see there, though, it's mentors are very important. They're there. They're there. But you have to be willing to be mentored. And, and that, that, I think, blocks is more serious an obstacle from learning the block that we have because, uh, because of people that generally think they know better. They, they, they ignore the person, don't respect them for one or the other thing and miss the learning of many other things from the person, etc. So I, I, I believe uh, what is learning? Is, is there such thing that teaching? Yes, but the real teaching is self-teaching, being willing to accept and take it in what you see and, and what, what, what is of value. So, but there were many. There were also others, and I, I can, if you don't mind, I can relate to one young man by the name of Setu. Could you spell that, please, for our listeners and for me? Pardon me? Could you spell his name, please? S-E-T-U. It was an Indian young man who was the dishwasher in a major hotel where I worked. And when I saw him working... I was so fascinated about how he 
minutes the dishwashing machine. Mind you, if anybody listens, that does not like washing dishes at home. That is having a, a function of a thousand, another one of five hundred, another one of seven hundred, maybe at the same time, and then the dirty dishes come into the dishwashing department, and then there is this young man who was totally organized and worked in an unbelievable situation, different than anything I've ever seen, and uh, and I, I couldn't help to go watch him, what he was doing, and when a small, very small promotion came up and I offered him that small promotion he said no I haven't perfected the job that I'm doing now I want to perfect before I accept the next job oh and I was totally stunned and learned something very important there yes you and if you want to be really excellent you know what you're doing today and, and not just halfway and go on already to the next shop, which eventually means the Peter Principle, uh, if you just go on. I remember later when I worked as director of food and beverage in the hotel and, and the company wanted to promote me to general manager, I refused it. I said I want to first be a rooms director so that I really truly understand so I cannot just be a, a, a good general manager but I can be an excellent general manager because I've done both. Uh, and I learned that from this, from Sid too, the dishwasher. And I went often to him and enjoyed talking to him, his philosophy of excellence in washing dishes. And to me, he was a mentor. I learned from him. And, and unlike what you would think of a mentor that is usually your boss that helps you through, that guides you, no, he was a mentor because you know, of course, he had a lot of great philosophies anyway, uh, that, I, that, that I just thought there is a, such a remarkably impressive style and, and, and belief system of being excellent. You see, that again comes back to the method to the bus. By, if, you, if you create excellence, you respect it. And, 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 ever, and it doesn't take more to your knowledge, more did he ever, anybody else. He I'm just so, looked at the work, organized himself, and worked hard, hard while he was there. Did he ever reach a point where he thought he had perfected? Uh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 his profession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, but I had to urge him. I had to help convincing him that he did. Yes, he did. And uh, later uh, worked uh, worked with with me and, and other. Jobs, and in fact, I I was able to um, to to convince him to uh, leave the company. In the meantime, I have left the company, worked for another company, and then joined me again, and was an exceptional help. Me was successful and had a career in the business. I, I remember, uh, if you don't mind, if I, another incident like that, or please, even please. more recent. Um, when we opened our first Ritz Carlton, there was, a, and oriented the new employees, there was, an, which I did as a general manager and, and uh, leader of the operation. We had only one hotel, so I was, of course, running that hotel. We had a young man in, in the new employee orientation group, and uh, he was also started as a dishwasher. His name was Ibi, and uh, he came from Nairobi. And uh, when uh, days later I walked through the dishwashing department, there was this wonderful young man who greeted me, greeted, good morning, sir, I'm more friendly and looked clean. And I, was, and I, I saw that next time, too. And frankly, I became suspicious. Wait a minute, for a dishwasher, it looks too good. He's too friendly. Is he really working hard? You see, that's how we react sometimes, uh, our impressions. And... Uh, when I in questioned his boss, he said, in the contrary, he's absolutely the best work I've ever had. Well, E.B. soon was needed in another area, and he got his first promotion, and we promoted him, like, and he's now the manager of Ritz Carlton Hotel. Oh, my. Uh, you know, he, to me, he may think today that I was a mentor. I think he was, to me, a mentor. Again, the verification that you can do anything if you're excellent. You, you, you will get the recognition. Sometimes it takes too long to get that recognition. I know. But what? you get it. 
and, what and I'm you are here. in that moment uh, a professional a person of excellence and you express it and and you know people and we at work we in, in all areas of work we need people of excellence at all times and we seek them and if they, somebody has proven that they are certainly uh, that means something and and in this case because it's a reversal of mentorship but have we all learned from people that work for us if you pay that's, attention? That's what I'm so. hearing is whether you're the mentor or the mentee, the importance of being open to learning as as a mentor, your your story about uh, Satoon is such that you learn from him and it's yes. clear to me that you became his mentor. You took him yes. with you. You saw something in him. And it's the same thing with EB. You were open to learning to them. And earlier, when you were thinking about Pat Foley and Colgate Holmes, you were talking about the importance of, frankly, not being arrogant, knowing that there's something you can learn from somebody if you choose to be open to it. Yes, and the main thing that I probably learn from them, from those leaders, is I came from a hierarchy background, in a way. I talked to this a bit, Major D, but it was still a hierarchy, and there was a channel around me. Uh, I'm the manager. You would, I, I, I order, and you do. However, those leaders were, were willing to not prove themselves by controlling but by aligning people, by and, and asking for opinion about the people that were connected to the process. Uh, for example, if there's a there was an issue in room service, he didn't just they didn't just come and have an answer like some process for everything. We, you know, the worst thing I ever heard that you can hear. We always used to do it that way. That's not what they ask. What do you think? In you, it's your department. What do you think? Well, that wasn't. Frankly, that was learning for me, because I and and and, and you know, and today it is that is more normal than to my time. Uh, we a boss felt they have to prove themselves by controlling, and and of course, controlling is management. And leading is something else. Leading is aligning, encouraging, showing, being a mentoring. All that is leadership, and How? And, and helping. And that is leadership. And so, so consequently, it's my my thought. And that's my one. I try to point them to make uh, part of leadership. Certainly, is mentoring. How would you characterize the difference between? Pat Foley style and Colgate Holmes style. And for the edification of our listeners, let me say that at the time you're talking about Pat Foley, he was the president of Hyatt Hotels. And I believe at that same time, Colgate Holmes was the president of Hyatt International. Do I have that that's right? Correct. Yeah, that's so how, correct. Yes. That's how would correct. you characterize the difference between their styles? Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, it's difficult to describe. Uh, fully relaxed, fun, backslapping, uh, and and choking, and uh, but also demanding, uh, setting setting clear expectation and demands, and uh, and, uh, and and at the same time, Colgate sophisticated, not a backslapper whatsoever, but uh, in in good conversation also. Also complimentary. Uh, Foley would have said, "Great job, Schultz. Hey, great job. Good, good thing." Uh, uh, at home may have sent a written note. Ah, Thank you for the a memo. Process. And that was kind of the difference between the two. They were what was the same? Different styles. What did they have in common? Uh, well, in, in common, in common, they had they had a they had a vision of of, of being excellent. And 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 and, uh, and had a vision of where we would go as a company or as a hotel. They could, they they looked forward. They aligned people, uh, communicated well. Even some uh, one of them in, in verbal and the other one in writing communicated well. 
and didn't compromise. That was a, you know, no matter how nice they were, they were fun they were, they didn't compromise on the standards that were set. They, they insisted on the, on, on the standards. And that, is, of course, that, to me, are good, great measures of leadership, having a vision and don't compromise. Uh, we, uh, managers are willing for the moment to compromise. And ma- managers will find, uh, also for themselves, they will find an excuse, while a leader, even for themselves, doesn't compromise. They will go on toward the goal that was set you know, a manager will give up six months before the end of the year to make the year. The leader will still be fighting New Year's Eve to make it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, that I can see that all the time. The managers have already accomplished to find an explanation why it may not be possible. And once you find it, certainly in that moment it's not possible anymore. And I, I learned that from both of them. They're in a, in a diff, total different style, they had, they had that. In a total different style, they made you feel good. In a te- total different style, style, they made sure that you understood the expectation. Uh, and, but they were both leaders. Okay, wonderful. It's time for our next break. So, listeners, stay with us. We're going to break for a few minutes, and I'll be back with Mr. Horst Schultz. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When people are making a significant impact, they're engaged, motivated, and excited. They love what they do. When those people work for you you get results. Results matter and people drive results. But how do you recognize those people? At Talent Plus, we've assessed millions of people over decades using our rigorous science to predict successful on-the-job performance and cultural fit with an organization's mission, vision, and values. Our online assessments and person-to-person interviews not only identify talents, but uncover a roadmap for success from a person's first day on the job to the day they retire. When people celebrate their talents, use them daily, and think about how to lead with their strengths, they help their companies grow, produce, and innovate. Want to learn more about empowering your people to help you do great things? Visit us today at www.talentplus.com. Talent Plus, where science meets talent, where people drive results. Recognized as one of Fortune Magazine's Great Place to Work and ranked number two by 2015 Leadership 500 Awards for Exceptional Leadership Development Programming, Talent Plus offers two back-to-back events to help you and your organization build engagement and revitalize your culture. Wednesday, October 5th, Get Plussed. Thursday, October 6th, Leadership Toolbox. Equip your leaders with tools to instantly engage employees and their teams. Space is limited. Register today by visiting www.talentplus.com events or call 1-800-VARSITY. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
Welcome back. This is Larry Sternberg, and my guest for today is Mr. Horst Schulze. Thanks again, Mr. Schulze, for being on the show. I have fun being here. So after Colgate Holmes and Pat Foley, you still had plenty going on because you, I, I happen to know that you joined Ritz-Carlton and built that company. Who else comes to mind as somebody who had a big positive impact on your own growth and career? Well, of course, the Ritz-Carlton story was a total new one. Uh, we started a company with a with clear intention to build it into a global leadership role. We had one, one hotel. Uh, we, we had one hotel there, and uh, I, I moved from Chicago to Atlanta and uh, felt uh, in, the, in the beginning, and I tell you a little thing that I don't know if it will make, will make sense to anybody, but I think obviously it does to me, otherwise it would tell the story. <laughs> I, I left uh, Hyatt with, with, uh, with tears and with sadness, but I had to, was given the opportunity to start a new hotel company and run it and, and uh, lead it. And when I, 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 I didn't want to move to Atlanta, I loved Chicago. And as I drove into Atlanta, we had a terrible, terribly bad weather, a nice storm. Yeah, and I made a, a wrong turn, I knew it. And sure enough, there was a policeman who went after me. And I said, oh, what a horrible omen. What a horrible omen. That I'm the first day in, 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 uh, in Atlanta, the first day in Atlanta, and I'm not even in the city yet. And I have a, I get a ticket and so on. And the policeman came over and said, what was this strange turnover there? And I said, um, forgive me, I'm new in the city, and I, and I saw the name of the street, and, I, and so I realized that's it, and I just, I'm lost, and, and I made this turn. And uh, he looked at me and said, be careful. We southerners don't know how to drive in this stuff. It was snowing and ice. And it, he, he, this gentleman could have, I deserved the ticket at that moment. But he, he probably was, could he tell was, from your accent that you were from out of town. <laughs> yeah. Well, he also could see my Chicago license plate. He could my license plate. But this gentleman, and that in itself as a leadership, to be able to adjust into the moment and to give in the moment. And, and you know, uh, mentors... And, and the, the, the mentors that you see, that you think of, that take somebody on, they give. So in a way, this was a mentorship thing. This was giving. This was giving. And, and what, he ta- what he taught me, and which I had heard and didn't quite understand, the, the southern charm, southern hospitality, and I accepted that as such at the moment. So he, he said, you know, you have to, you, you don't, you shouldn't be rigid. And and it was a learning, a little learning experience. It was gratefully accepted, obviously. But it was a little learning experience that you don't have to be rigid. While you should not be compromising, but you shouldn't be rigid. It, I really contemplated that afterwards. Why did this gentleman do that? And, and it was absolutely, it, it was a great start to my, my time here in, in Atlanta. And of course, and done, and done working and having uh, willing, peop- willing people and, and that, that worked with me. Uh, it was not easy because we were growing at one time pretty fast. We were, we were working uh, we at one, in one year, 91, 92, we opened 10 hotels in 12 months. Believe you me, opening a hotel is a major thing. I was involved in each one of them, and several people were. And they were willingly, they understood the difficulty, and they said, I am willing for the company, for the thought, for our, for our mission of creating a company of excellence and become known as a company and consequently as individuals. I'm willing to compromise. I'm willing to, to move after I spent 10 days helping to open a hotel in Cleveland, 
I'm willing to not go home, but right away uh, fly to uh, Philadelphia for the opening of the next hotel and spend another 10 days there and so on. And you see, in your, in, in your cynicism that I kind of had always with me, that people are selfish and uh, think of themselves, I had to learn that's not true. That is not true. If people are aligned, and I, I learned there very, very soon, if people are aligned to a common objective, and we made our objective clear, then they're willing to give. If you don't align them, why should they do it? Because they don't know why they're putting sacrifice. But if they know the objective, they're willing to sacrifice. They're willing to give. So I, I, I learned to think three times before I, I become a cynic about situations. Horst, you know, yeah. There, along this line of aligning people, along this line of conversation, I remember a story that you told me years ago when you got your first general manager position with Hyatt. It was at the Hyatt in Pittsburgh. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refresh your memory about this story. I remember you telling me a story that this hotel was, frankly, in dismal shape. It was the farthest thing from excellent and you were charged with the goal of turning it around and transforming it into a hotel that everybody could be proud of. The story that I remember is that yeah. you sent the executives home, you had a conversation with them, and you asked them to write down a career goal. Do you remember that story? Yes. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Could sure. you, oh, could you fine, tell it for our listeners? I remember please. the incident. Yeah, well, well, I, I, it, it, it truly the, the 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 listener cannot even comprehend it. Was what I would refer to as a flop house when we took it over. Uh, it was not a hired. We took it over, and I had to trans transform it over the next year, including after a year remodeling and so on. After we learned it, and. Uh, uh, now, here I am, a new channel manager, but the executives assigned to me also were in their new, new career. They came from gleaming hotels, all of us, into this <laughs> disaster. And, of course, the, the, the disappointment was great when they came to Pittsburgh and came into that hotel. So, and, and it was an extremely difficult situation with, uh, with, uh, with an, unre frankly, unreasonable union at that time. Uh, and it was a, just simply a very difficult situation. So I got my executives all in one room with a flip chart, and I said, all right, here is the objective. Here is the objective for our hotel. In two years, we will be seen as the best hotel in Pittsburgh. Everybody will accept that and will be known as such. So I clearly established the objective where I want to go on here, and this will be good for you. And you will be gaining in your career in our company. So you go on the flip chart and write down what you want to accomplish over two years, where you want to be, what promotion you want. And they all went on the flip chart, and one after the other wrote down what they want. And then, now, mind you, listeners, uh, it's, it's very common in our industry, uh, in those particular jobs, to get moved every two years and, and, uh, and get moved on once you're in the career spiral in a larger company. So they wrote it down. And by the way, and, and, and they said, okay, that is your, this is our objective. This new job that you want would be your reward. And you can accomplish that if we accomplish our objective because we will gain such a respect that we take this lousy hotel and make it best in Pittsburgh and are successful in the company. You will get that recognition in the company. It was very clear. And, and, I, and, and they all accomplished it. They all accomplished their specific expectation. Now, I, as a general manager and, and, the, and the leader, was pushing in the company and was promoting them in the company for those jobs, obviously, because they deserved it. And there is one, I mean, they said, oh, there's one who didn't make it and, 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 and quit beforehand or, or had to quit beforehand. But the rest made it because they worked for it. And, of course, they invested in it. They worked hard. They cared. 
They were aligned. They talked to each other, supported each other. All the things. And I can assure you, we dramatically learned from each other. Because we constantly communicate where we are and what, they are, what it is. We learned there how to work for a very, very tough union, for example. Work with them. How to respond when they, when, when, when they, when they, when the employees uh, that didn't trust us yet in the first few months went on a strike. How to react. We learned that. We learned how to respect the employees because when they sit down, first, how can you strike us? How can you do this to us? Why? There's no real, there was no real reason in my opinion. But when I listened to the interpretation of what had happened, I would have joined when I was uh, a line employee. But working together, it was, it was a fascinating experience. It was a terribly fascinating experience. And, and I can assure you, we were within two and a half years clearly, unequivocally respected as the finest hotel in, in Pittsburgh. I have no doubt. And this is a great note to end on. It's a, from my point of view, it's a shining example of mentorship from you to them. You placed expectations on them, and then they went to the flip chart, and they placed expectations on you, and exactly. you aggressively advocated on their behalf because they delivered. And I would bet big money that you could pick up the phone and say to any of those executives, I want you to come with me on my next journey, and they would say, tell me when. Well, and, and some of them came and joined me when I, when I left Hyatt and joined me in, to create Ritz-Carlton Hotel Company. That's wonderful. I yeah. think that it's time that we have to wrap up the show. It's been fascinating. I want to thank you again. It's been an honor to have this conversation with you, and I am confident that people are going to learn a lot from it. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us this week for Mentoring with Larry Sternberg. Please join Larry again next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, for another edition of the program on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.